Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 63. Oh, I said that. I did that too quick. I was too excited. Hey. I just put the 63, hey. if you didn't hear it, over the air horns and everything. A solution over ego is what we're going to call this one. And yes, of course, we're going to talk about the Yay and Drake concert. We're also going to talk about the conversation with Travis Scott. Um, fourth quarter talk with Alicia Keys and uh, ownership provides opportunity with Tyler Perry. Uh, Moose, how wow. are we feeling? Great intro. That was smooth, Nick. Hey. Uh, phenomenal intro. That was really good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Trying to give the yeah, people that was good. what they want. Trying to give people what that they want. That was good. That was good. I love it. No, I'm excited for this, man. It's going to be fun recapping the concert. We were both in California at the time of the concert, although we didn't go to the concert. Mm -hmm. But I'm super excited. 63. Here we go. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is, it is the review of the week. Hmm. And this one says, successors, okay? I would love to write and write and write about you two, but for Nikki's benefit, I'll be short. Thank you. I appreciate hey. you. Uh, what you two are doing in this podcast landscape is untouchable. Your influence will be forever lived. Y'all, the root and the branches will, wait. Y'all, the root and the branches will forever keep growing. Okay, Uh your success will forever create and birth successors. And I hope you two get to witness it. Appreciate y'all. Wow. That is deep. That's deep. Okay. That's deep. And and that's how you know you got a true listener of the podcast. Because he's like, hey, let me make sure I don't write a crazy long, okay. uh, you know. They know the struggle. They know the struggle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, like, you know, let me, that's, that's how you know they've got some loyal listeners here. Gosh, so listen, we appreciate that. Shout out to all are people who leaves a review. Clearly, we read them. We put them on the podcast. So uh, please continue to leave reviews and we will continue to uh, say it on the podcast. And you can do that through mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Um, and also, uh, welcome to all our audio listeners and viewers who are watching this wherever you want to be watching this. Normally, it's on YouTube. But hey, in the future, you may be watching it somewhere else. So shout out to all of y'all. Uh, Moose, how are you feeling? Man, I feel good. I feel good. I, uh, I had a, an incredible day. So, of course, coming back from Cali, you know, those unique red eyes. Yep. So, those, oh, those red God. eyes can be, uh, yeah, can be a thing. Eyes. Yeah. So, oh, a red God. eye into a, a, a family day into finally getting home and, like, showering and, you know, getting ready for the podcast. But I will say this, man. I just want to take a moment and say... And I don't even like, I'm not the type to like brag on myself or anything like that. Okay. But I will brag on us as a unit because I'm so proud of us, right? Let me tell you what happened. For those of you who are listening, let me tell you what happened. So it just so happens that all of us, and by all of us, I mean me, Nikki, Carl, 
the whole crew pretty much are in Cali at the same time, yeah. but for different reasons. And I was just like, man, that is so dope. Like, I'm just proud of us at the fact that, you know, we're all just doing enough things to find ourselves in similar spaces that are not home base, uh, but we're still all there kind of pushing the same mission. So I don't know. I was like, man, that's kind of dope. Like, I was, uh, was actually really excited to see that. You know, then I ran up on you. Uh, Chick-fil-A randomly like, yo, is that, that was hilarious. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so, um, so fun. We, I wish I could put the video on, but I definitely, uh, cursed in the video. So we're not going to put that up, but, uh, his, his lovely wife ran up on my, uh, rented car. Um, and I had no clue what was happening because it was in the, par- not the parking lot. It was in the literally in the, the driveway drive or drive-through or whatever drive-thru of Chick-fil-A. Of Chick-fil-A yeah. And somebody's knocking at your window and I already ordered. So it wasn't like the lady giving me a receipt or anything. It was done. <laughs> right. So it was like, yeah. do, do, do. I'm like, Hey, yo, what in the world? This is Kelly. Right. So, um, yeah, that was, that was definitely, that was definitely interesting. Um, but I will say, I really mm-hmm. like West coast time. It works so well mm. for me. It is. Um, it's very relaxing. I get the most sleep over there. Um, Mm. I was really like contemplating like, yo, is this a December move? Like, can Uh. I, you know, like, can I, I don't want to live there. Her taxes are crazy, but, um, do I want to like chill there for like a month, like in December? Mm. Like clearly not this one because I'm traveling way too much. Right. 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 This one's Um, crazy. But it it was a thought for like next year, like hmm, okay, this is you know it's a thought, something. Random. Shout out to all my wet, yeah. Shout out to all the West Coast people, man. I just, I, I it's my fourth time going back to Cali. Okay, and all right, Biggie. I just can't seem, <laughs> I just can't seem to like really, you know, like really gravitate to the lifestyle out there. Like I don't know what it is, like. I love the open space. I talked about it on Tuesday mm-hmm. when we were doing our live show. I love the open space. But as far as like seeing me live there, I think we're spoiled. We're spoiled being New Yorkers, Knicks. I will say that, man. I, every time I come back home to New York and I'm just like, yo, like I know it's a pain being in this city, but dang, it feels good to come back. I So I hear you. I do. But them views, you cannot beat. I'm sorry. And no, I'm a that, lights that's person. A that's a okay. Fact. I'm a lights person. A I love everything about the city, the tree, everything like that. Right. But them yeah. views are something different. Um, that is worth. And this I can understand. True. Um, this is true. That I was having conversations with Carl and I was like, yo, we clearly when you're in Cali is like New York for the simple fact you're paying for views. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. The be- the better the views, the more money this particular house is, right? But driving through and seeing like the body of water oh, and yeah. the mountains and everything like that, and it's just like, oh, I got to give it up to that. Thank you. I got to give it up Thank to that. Thank you. Yeah, because and I, and that's what that's what here that's wanting what, bad what, parking uh, yeah. and no no no. <laughs> what, but here, what amazed me for sure is that I don't think I've ever lived in a city. Or a place where you can see that far out. Mm. You know, like you can see mountains like for hundreds of miles, it feels like yes. into eternity. Uh, behind me, 
you got about like uh, less than a mile and you got a, a wall. Right. So you can't see nothing right. beyond that. That's it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that it was nice to be there. Yeah, but. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Shout out to our West Coast people. Um, I said, I, I really was contemplating about life over there. I was like, yo, <laughs> let me just put on this Oculus and pretend like I'm there again. Yeah. <laughs> let me go do that. But let's get into this episode real quick. Um, and of course, uh, for our audio listeners, we have a picture of Drake and yay, AKA Kanye West on the same stage. Finally, after years of bickering <laughs> and just being rich and bitter. Um, <laughs> being rich. <laughs> oh, man, so, that's funny. Um, November, no, November, good God. Uh, December 9th uh, was the concert, the free Larry Hoover benefit concert. And um, nothing less than amazing. I will have to mm-hmm. say that the concert was fire. Um, everything from the, I'm a fan out. Okay. Yes. Let me fan out for three seconds. Right. So everything from how they had the, the choir, how they walked down together, you know, it was just this round, I don't even know what it was, but it was this mm-hmm. round stage that, um, always had smoke for no reason. It was just smoke everywhere. <laughs> um, from everything from the different camera angles, um, just, everything was great. The, but what I will say, this is what I will say, um, because me and Nick were having this conversation. At first, I was like, oh, I feel like the audience is like mad far. I'm, I'm grateful that I did not pay those prices. And the ones that I wanted were like $900. Those prices yeah. to just be so far away from Kanye and Drake, right? And I said that in the beginning. And then I continued to watch. And then mm. it was a whole vibe. And I was like, damn, I you wish were I like, was well, there. Why wasn't I on there? Second hand. Why didn't I, I right. really like it just brought back the old yay. Um, it was so good. He could have left the whole Drake singing. I will say that. I will Yeah, I will say that. But when he did the the Drake song. Oh, that one song? Yeah, yeah the one Drake song. Like, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely okay. Now, Drake killed his song. 24, mm-hmm. Drake killed mm-hmm. that. Yay, yay did not. But I felt like there were certain songs, and like I said, people, I'm going to fan out for a few seconds. I felt like there were some songs that Kanye just totally forgot the words. There was a couple, okay. for sure. All right. There I'm was just, a couple. <laughs> and, I, and I just wanted to point that out, but- that... But but, in, but at the same time, I will say there was a good amount of songs where Drake wasn't really singing along like that. Like he was just maybe on the hooks and oh, that was to. all you got. He didn't need so, so okay. This is a real life situation. Okay. I feel like Drake has more songs that the people can recite verbatim than Kanye. Even though it was a Kanye concert, let's let's not because some people were like complaining. Yo, Drake only showed for a few minutes. It was a Kanye West concert featuring mm-hmm. Drake, so he wasn't going right, to have all right, the stage right. time. But 
Drake has more commercial hits. Mm. And so he cannot have to say anything. Put the mic to the audience and the audience is going to sing every single solitary word. But Kanye could only do that for, you know, some songs, not all songs. Drake could do that through the whole album. Mm. The new one you got, that came out you got, the same he day. You got more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I see what you're saying. I yeah, Drake is more Drake is more commercial. I will say that. Okay, so let's get into uh the the lesson real quick. Sorry. Thank you people for letting us fan out for three seconds, which was longer than three seconds, but y'all know. But uh for our audio listeners, um we have <laughs> the merch, uh the the free Larry Hoover uh merch, which was I believe a Balenciaga collab. Right. And uh, just gave three items out of the few that were there. Um, and we have a hoodie that is about two hundred dollars, uh, a jumpsuit that is about three sixty and uh, a, just a long tee. Um, but it's one hundred dollars. Now, I'm not knocking the prices because we already know Kanye West has some crazy prices. I'm knocking, not knocking. I won't say knocking, but. Like a baby can make this. This is like a press on, like get an iron, not even the legit press on, get an iron and, and put this on real quick. And now mm-hmm. you have this free Hoover uh, situation. My thing is, right. It's going to sell and it probably sold out or we're close to selling out. Right. Because you want to live the moment now. They did provide this for online users as well, which I don't uh, clearly some sizes sold out, but not all of it. But I do believe that because you're in the moment and you want to remember it, that's the whole point with like events and things like that. You want to have things that are available that people want to buy to remember that they were there. And it was such Mm -hmm. an amazing concert that you may want to have the same thing that they were wearing or the same thing that the cameraman was wearing because it just looked like I have a whole blue suit. I could rock this, you know? Um, and even though I may not, may not uh, buy that on a regular situation, right? I wouldn't. Um, and I don't know if many would on a press on kind of shirt, but I think it's genius of how simple merchandise can be to remember uh, an event or a situation and they made probably millions off of it. Because if we're going to go based off patterns um, where from the, you know, the album uh, listening parties and other concerts, that type of merch that he does always sells for like, it makes millions. So mm-hmm. what I got out of it, and Moose, I would love to hear your side, is it doesn't always have to be complicated with what you upsell people. You already, they're already there. They're sold. Okay. They purchased the highest price that you probably have for it. Right. Whether it is a, um, a $20 event or a, 
$100 or $900 event, whatever it is, they already bought. So they're already in the mood of buying something, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if this is the only option I have to buy anything, I'm going to be so full of energy right now. Of course, it will be your job to make sure they do have this energy and do have a positive experience, right? But it is now that they have all this, this positive vibes and all they see is this particular thing, they may pass it up once, they may pass it up twice, they may not pass it up the third time. They may see mm -hmm. the line of people wanting to buy such a thing. And it's like, oh, wow, we've seen it in ease events all the time, you know, just because and, and it's not anything that isn't available online, but there's a different feeling that I could buy it right then and there, that I was a part of it some way, shape or form. And here is my proof that I was part of it and you don't necessarily have it. Some people bought it just because you don't necessarily have it. Um, mm -hmm. But it was like a press on shirt. I was just yeah, crazy. Great. Yeah, I think so. It's 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 funny, right? Because I look at the way Kanye moves, mm -hmm. and I still see his intelligence through all of this, yep. right? Because even if people didn't go crazy about the design themselves, yep. I'm sure the fact that the clothing itself was Balenciaga. Mm -hmm. That is going to be something that's still like, oh, okay, yes, so right. yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, it's not, it's not anything crazy. It's just like you said, printed on, but it is Balenciaga. So mm -hmm. right. So that I think to some extent that definitely kind of intimidated some people, or at least helped with the selling of it. So I, I, I can see that helping out. Right. Also, when when you run the numbers, and this is the beauty when you have. And forget the price point for a moment. You just think of volume in, in, in for here because I think the same example will apply if you're selling a $10 product or a $1,000 product. When you have volume, meaning the numbers to back it, yeah. you know they're, they're saying that there was a, approximately 70,000 people at the concert. So when you do some quick math on that, Sheesh. even if 10% just purchased, mm -hmm. you got 7,000 people who just purchased merch from the concert, right? So it, it, it's like you're looking at a million, a million and a half in, in merch revenues just through simple math. And again, these are just estimate. We didn't see anything online. So I'm just, I'm just saying for, for sheer example here, but this is that the same model that we can apply for anyone who has the volume in their business. Mm -hmm. You really can just bank on simplicity and an execution. The fact that they were able to get all of this up and running, you know, through the holiday, which because I think it was announced just before Thanksgiving, you figure in a matter of three weeks, they got that entire show up and running between production. We were reading about the stage and all the work that went into that. I think they had a 200 person crew to get everything up and running in three weeks. So they, they, uh, you, you definitely got to give props for the execution bare minimum, but I think it's, um, it's interesting when somebody gets to that status where they have the numbers there, they, they, it's, it seems to get easier, at least from the looks of it on the outside, which, uh, which I guess is a perk of it after all. Yeah. Just, it's, it's the simple stuff for me. That's what I'll say. It's the simple stuff that you don't have to think too much into it. Uh, if you already got people sold already. 
just mm-hmm. provide them something else, something small, something simple. Doesn't have to be extravagant. So, uh, shout out to uh, Ye and, and and Drake for that little small lesson, um, as well as getting over your bitterness. <laughs> Whatever. But, um, <sighs> all right, all right. So we we covered a little bit of the Travis Scott tragedy, and. Of course, people have been asking, when is he going to speak about it? Is he ever going to speak about it? We gave our take of, you know, uh, is it good to talk now? Is it not? We gave a little bit of it. Well, he came out and he did an interview with uh, Charlemagne the God, right? And I don't want to get too into, you know, was it a good idea? Was it not? Um what I will say is it's clear that it's running heavy to him and that it bothers. That is clear as day. But the one thing I did see that I really liked out of the interview is that he thought of a solution, right? Um, and so I'll let you guys hear the solution and, and kind of see where where we're going with this. Once again, we're not talking about was it a good idea? Was it a bad idea? Do we agree? Do we not? I'm only going based off what he says in this particular part. People come into these festivals with these bands that only scan you in, mm-hmm. right? You have, you know, you have all type of tech now that can track your heart, um, can track your, you know, oxygen levels, can track if you're going to be sick. Um, you can put things now if you're going to be, you know, get lost. It's all type of ways now I feel like that can be the band that only gets you access to entry or to a food line or to food trucks can now be soluble to helping save lives, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, can now be more of a response to people that are now on site and on ground. So, um, first off, I thought that was really good. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why that hasn't been thought about. Like, and maybe I will say for me, I'm never in a concert or anything that is going to make me pass out or possibly (laughs) die or anything like that. I'm not in in danger. I make sure that I sit in like the very first or second row on the top like level kind of thing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So I could chill and I could still see you know, no one bugs me. I'm not yep. surrounded by a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm not in that whole moshing situation. So I never needed to think about a solution like that. Right. But he does have a point where, okay, if, if you can track this, that, and the third, why can't we have that as far as admission? Now, of course, you want to say that now. But that comes with a cost. Mm. And we all know, well, not maybe we all, but me and Moose definitely knows how expensive an event can be. Now, a festival of that amount plus security, setup, lights, the the big screens, the pyro, all that probably costs a mil too few, right? That's there's nothing light. Um, so to say, 
yo, instead of just maybe a little rubber band kind of thing, why don't we go a little bit more into the tech side? But then we have to also consider, okay, not only the tech and, and the bracelet, but who is going to monitor it. So now we have to have personnel that is actually in a whole other trailer or a whole other section of the, the festival and actually um, having people monitor that. Then when it is something happens, who is going to react to it? You know, um, it, so that probably adds up and maybe that was a solution before. And they were like, hey, yeah, mm, it's a little expensive. I don't know if that's really cool, but I do believe that um, tech is hitting more of these particular events more and more. Like uh, if you go to certain comedy places, they have this kind of lockbox for your phone and it cannot open, mm. you know. Um, I know Kevin Hart is big on that. Like yeah. everybody drop your phone in this particular thing. I think Dave Chappelle is another one too. drop it. Uh, you cannot record. And if you, we catch you even trying to, you are kicked out, never coming back. Right. Hmm. Um, so if they have little things like that for the phone, you know, I, I can imagine that something like that after this event could possibly show up as far as how do we track people's vitals and, you know, but I, I will give him that. I think coming up with, with a solution um, to this whole situation, because there will be more concerts. I do believe he will do another one. And if not, you know, he is helping the next artist who yeah. may have the similar situations because this isn't, um, maybe in hip hop, it isn't as normal except for maybe this, you know, the newer kind of situations, but, um, rage, the rage movement is not new, you know, mosh mm -hmm. pits and all that is not new. So the fact that he is now on a solution base, um, because clearly he can't do anything else. There's no, there's, don't even, not don't even try, but like you might as well start yeah. thinking of the solution. So I, I, I don't know yeah. what you may have thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And, 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 I, and in a way, that's why we named the episode what we named it, right? Because he could have sat there and continued to cry wolf, right? And I know in the beginning he was getting a good amount of heat for the type of video that he first put out. I know there were some oh, memes getting, that were rolling around. He's getting heat for this one. He is absolutely oh, getting okay. heat for this one. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I think, and look, what, what happened in that concert obviously is, is nothing to joke about, but I do like that he's pulling and fighting to get himself on the other side. Mm -hmm. And look, while it's easy for us to sit here and point fingers and blame, and again, I'm not talking about the situation. I'm just talking about the reality of what we face on a day-to-day -day basis. If either of us were in his seat, we all would, we would be doing everything in our power to figure out, all right, how do I get myself out of this? So you can't blame the man for what he's attempting to do. And again, I'm not speaking to just the situation of Travis Scott, I'm talking in general, right? So to, to, to approach it with that perspective so that we can jump to the lesson and really figure out what to do, 
that's the part that I think, you know, is a big takeaway here, Nick's mm-hmm. not caught up in trying to protect the ego, not trying to defend yourself for the things that went wrong, but to the best of your ability, try to be innovative and think about, okay, what are some things that we can do so that we can avoid these situations from happening, not just for myself, but for others who enjoy this type of experience. Because I think even for some of us listening to this, we may not necessarily care for any of what's happening because we're not into mosh pit. We're not into that type of crowd or into that type of energy. Mm -hmm. But for those who are, which clearly there's a big uh, crowd, right? If they're allowing 50,000 people into some of these concerts, so it lets you know that there is definitely a community that is into that. If our true concern is safety and well-being, then I think that is something to consider as a as a great solution, right? I can see that being, like you said, not just a hot a heart monitor, but maybe even a tracking device to know where someone is. If if there are any issues, then you can you can get to them as soon as possible. I think the managing the traffic is still gonna be one of those situations because you can track somebody, you can know where they are, you can know that they're in danger and need help. But if you can't go through a crowd to get to them, you know, in due time, I think that's where Maybe that that could still be a challenge, but hey, nonetheless, a lesson for us to all walk away with when you're up against a wall, stop trying to protect your ego, but work on that solution. Uh, I agree. Now, let me play devil's advocate real quick, fast and hurry, right? Okay. Um, No pun intended, because some people think he's very demonic, but... um, We've seen. Cool. I saw what you did there. He's like That's that. good. Like that, That's good. Right? That's a nice little. Yeah, it's good. Just a little, just a little bit. You know. I, I, I told you about those TikToks. I, someone, I, I got a little like rundown on. Well, he the, said it. Yeah. He said anyway. it in the in the interview. He talked about it. Like, yo, oh, he talked about it. Yeah, I, yeah. Watch, oh. watch the interview because it's it, it's a, it's a struggle, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, watch watch the interview. Um, so we've seen celebrities take on kind of do both where it's they use their own platform to say their story or they jump mm-hmm. on an Oprah now clearly a Charlemagne and, and kind of uh, express their side of the story. Right. Yeah. Um, with this kind of situation, right. We've seen him try to speak on his own and then, you know, I think it was a little bit premature, right? And now this, where, um, you know, kind of guided by Charlemagne, which he did an amazing job, um, but still to the to some, well, to a lot from what I'm reading, but, you know, I need to read a bit more, um, still not well-received. So mm. do you feel that he may, he should have, went a little bit more professional instead of just on his phone and kind of use his platform to say more of his side, or was it a safe route to go the Charlemagne side? Well, I think you need to do both, but Mm. the, there needs to be a little bit more thought that goes into something like that. Right. When you, when you're looking at something of that, of that magnitude or, or that, that size, that's a that's a big situation, especially when that amount of people are angry at the situation. So there has to be a little bit more thought that goes into it mm-hmm. so that people can receive it in a way that it feels 
very genuine. And I think that's the part that when we're not careful or when we're too separated from the audience or the people that we do business with or those who we serve, we can think that we're doing something that, truth be told, might even be an inconvenience to you. Because I think sometimes we as business people, we judge the level of of what we're giving based on how inconvenient it can be to us, right? Whether it took a lot of time for you to do or a lot of money, but what if that's not what your audience or your customers and clients really care for? Mm. So, so sometimes when it when that it's too, when there's a lot of separation and you're not in tune with what they really want, you can do something in a way that it's not to their liking, so it's not well received. So, I, I mean, I think both are needed in a, a situation like that. And again, we go back to that Kevin Hart situation in which we covered, you know, on the show, and he just grabbed his phone despite the apology or despite the advice that he was getting from his team. And he still kind of made that like, okay, let me go straight to my fans and kind of tell them what's really happening and express myself for myself. And I don't think he ever like went to another platform immediately after until later down the line, it was talked about like on other shows, Mm -hmm. but I just think there needs to be a little bit more thought, like even the way the camera was angled, like, you know, some of that stuff, it was it was a running joke. It was easy to he gave the people a layup. I'm not gonna lie. He gave the people a layup with that type of with that type of setup. All right. Um, but definitely uh for for our listeners and viewers, definitely check out that um the Travis Scott interview with Charlemagne. Uh like I said, Charlemagne did a great job. Um, clearly prepared. He had his papers out. He was like, okay, hold on. We're going to ask these particular mm. questions. The facts. Um, yeah. And if you got lost of why we're talking about Travis Scott, maybe you haven't checked that out past ones. Uh, there was a big tragedy at his uh, Astro World Festival where 10 have, uh, I believe it's 10 at this moment, that have died uh, from his festival and, and hundreds of people uh, injured. There's over a billion dollars of lawsuit uh, towards him and Live Nation and Apple and pretty much any company that was ever involved. Drake is even in some of these lawsuits. So uh, yeah, go um, go check that out. Uh, give your own opinion. Let us know. You know what I mean? Uh, but let's talk about uh, Alicia Keys. You know what I mean? Let's talk about hey. Alicia Keys. Uh so first positive. time on the show. Right, 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 yeah, right. First time. Um, we, we may have to do a whole breakdown one time for the one time, but for now, let's just sprinkle this in because um, she had a, a interview with, of course, Drink Champs. We, we love featuring Drink Champs because they have some of the best interviews. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. 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 Some of the best. But she was on a recent interview uh, with Drink Champs and... I wanted to take a little, like, a little, uh, not turn, but a different perspective of things. So uh, I'll let you guys hear it first, and and maybe you can guess where I'm trying to go with this. But uh, she's she's always released on the fourth quarter, and this is what Nori had to say about this. 
You're really a big dog. Like, you know, when I was making records, they would keep me in the summer because it's easier to push an artist in the summer. CEOs used to tell me, you can't come out fourth quarter. You, you a go, dude. You gonna stay your ass in the summertime. I never got offered. And I'm looking at I said, damn, all of your shit was fourth quarter. Because you know what that means? That when they drop you fourth quarter, they means that you are the sure shot for them to make all their money back. Mm. So they push you, Jay, DMX, and all of you guys to mm. the fourth quarter because y'all are sure shot. Did hey, you know that? You know, I happen to be aware of that. <laughs> I like that. So, um, here's my spin on it, right? Um, and I want to take it out of a music context. Uh, when we are planning whether it's releases, whether it is business goals, whatever it is. Um, I like how the music industry does this, where we'll release some of our, our projects or our artists in spring and summer because we could test out the audience. We could try this out. We could try this out. We know uh, people are more hyped up during the summer, it's gonna be easier to kind of release these particular projects. But to bring it on home, we're gonna leave the, the big dogs for the fourth quarter. And I'm, me and Moose had a quick conversation about this and I'm like, yo, why can't we just spin that to just like regular projects? Why can't we spin that off of just regular releases or you know, things that we have to do within our business and brand that sometimes we think, okay, first quarter, we have to come in strong. It's kind of our best stuff and make money in the front end. And then when we get fourth quarter, uh, what I, I know I could speak on, on this and Moose could probably agree. So he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but then in like the fourth quarter, it's more of like, we're chilling out kind of thing. Cause we mm -hmm. did all our heavy hitter stuff in the beginning, right? Which is cool, but when you're looking at how the music industry does it, it's like kind of like all year round, there's different projects here and there that they're testing out, whether it's new artists, whether it's like uh, summer anthems um, and thing in fall situations. Uh, but then you have guarantee people like an Alicia Keys, like a Jay-Z, um, Kendrick, you know, that can come out, which Kendrick, if you could finally come out, you know, it'd be mm. great. I know it's not going to happen. We're literally in like the last couple of weeks of uh, this year, but I'm just saying like, please, thank you. Um, Cause it would be acceptable. It would be acceptable. We would listen. We would listen all day, but that's not the point. My whole thing is most, could we, take this strategy of what has been a proven uh, situation. Cause what they didn't say, they said it in the earlier interview where Alicia Keys, maybe first album, maybe one or two albums came out in the summer, definitely the, the first one. And then they mm. saw how big it was. They saw the response. They saw all the results and they say, you know what? We're going to take this results to the fourth quarter. Because this is going to be big enough because if we took any kind of L's, if this may have been a slow year for for our record label, we can always lean back on this one because we know 
this fan base is going to be killer and waiting for the music and doing everything that we can. So we could possibly do the fourth quarter release and then start off with the tour mm -hmm. in the beginning of the year. You know, so it's it's not just the release and we can leave it alone. Now it's something that lasts and still has a big impact in the beginning of the year, beginning or the middle of the year. So um, I'm looking at this like, can we uh, apply this just for a regular brand and a regular business? And if so, how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's super interesting, right? I'm kind of looking up some of her stats. I think she's so somewhere north of like 65 million records worldwide since her release. So, um, let's go. She she's a she's a heavy hitter for sure and I think she's definitely one of those people who goes unnoticed. If you're not someone who really keeps up with her social media or her, you know, her music, then you might not really be like, "Oh yeah." I don't know that she's someone who's mentioned in the same maybe sentence as a Beyonce or a Rihanna, yeah. right? But she definitely is up there, you know, like for sure she's up there. I think, in, the, I think, I think she's in, a, in more, because Rihanna and Beyonce is more of a pop situation mm -hmm. where yeah. Alicia yeah. Keys is definitely soul R&B and, yeah. and she is definitely giving her flowers with that. Like mm -hmm. you, when I say, when you listen to the interview, she mentioned big, like really? Prince was on her line. Michael Jackson was on, like, she met Sade, like, yeah. the, I think, like, the real ones know, like, Alicia Keys, is, she has 15 Grammys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I still remember the verses she did with, uh, against John Legend. John Legend. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was, that was a dope experience. No, but I mean, so, so here's my take on it. I think to some extent, the way businesses can do it. You got to be mindful because it can be easily confused with the whole Black Friday holiday season mm. type stuff, right? Because yes. I think to some extent, you know, people can think that. The main difference is, though, are There's you no willing? Sale. There's no sale. Right. There's no sale. And it's a new product. It's not something, oh, you know, we had this out all year. And so we're going to give you you know, 50, 60 percent off of it yeah. on as an opportunity to purchase. No, it's, it's got to be new. Right. right. So I think that's a really cool thing and probably a way a way to stand out, you know, like as, as we look for ways to do things differently and we say, hey, the best way to break out from a crowd is to be innovative and go against the grain. That could be something that I think brands and business businesses can take advantage of and say, all right, are we willing to go against the grain and drop our best stuff during the holidays right. and find the people, you know, who are willing to to maybe invest or or be into what we have to offer despite of all the craziness that's happening i think it it it, it makes sense the the part of it that like intuitively though i think just following alicia keys because I, I i do like watch her stuff from time to time i think she's the type of creator who also is very like intuition led mm -hmm. you know and she kind of like really just wants to be in tune and aligned and and she's like all right like i'm gonna i'm gonna take my time with with certain things and then she trusts that it's gonna come out at a at a at a certain time or in a certain way and it just so happens to be the end of the year maybe that could be it too but i i, I don't i'm not mad at it i do think that the fact that 
we can change it up and go against the grain instead of blasting out for the first quarter or the top of the year, depending on you know what what industry you're in, to mix it up and save some things for the end. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, um, I, that one just hit me different because I'm just like, yeah, yo, that is mm-hmm. that is fire. Like, mm-hmm. is so even like okay, this is inside um, a really quick meeting with uh, Nikki and Moose. Okay, real quick, even with like extreme execution, right? Yeah, to like start it off, but then like slow it down on like the third quarter mm-hmm. to then boom, here it is the fourth quarter kind of thing mm-hmm. or kind of like, what did you call it? Add something new under the extreme execution, like umbrella that they're like, yo, we already know what mm-hmm. this did. Okay. Here we go. And we'll probably go more into it in the after show. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah. that had my, yeah. my just turning, my wheels turning on that. Like, yo, there's sure. so many things that we leave in the very beginning where it could actually be, it, it comes out on the fourth quarter. And I think what we instantly think is, okay, people are worried about gifts and, you know, they're not spending, they're not spending on them or whatever. They're spending on their family. It's Christmas, mm-hmm. Hanukkah, all that great stuff. Like fourth quarter may not be good. The only way is Black Friday because that gives yeah. deals. And even though it may hurt our margins a bit, we know we could at least get something if we do it to the masses. But mm-hmm. it's more like, no, nah, you don't have to do it that way. It could blast off on fourth quarter and then trail into the next with the continuation. Because, like I said, Mm -hmm. you have the album and then you have the tour. Yeah. So what is the two parts? It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm even noticing, like, there's a a brand that Nas is associated with. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like a Queens brand. They do, like premium luxury clothing type stuff streetwear nonetheless but you know they have a nice variety of clothes i think it's called like a may i don't know i'm i'm not even gonna try i'm not, i'm pretty bad with names with that but it's okay. a pretty cool brand okay. but i noticed that they release it feels like every three or four weeks okay so so coming into like the holiday season or the last couple of months, I've seen like two or three fall releases from them so far mm-hmm. and it's new things. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of like it now, as I'm kind of thinking about what you're saying, it's like, yo, could that be a way of doing it where one, it's in line with the season. Like it makes sense. Oh, fall. So we're releasing sweaters and jackets because it's fall season. And so yes, that release makes sense to kind of give us your best fall things in the winter. Well, sure, that makes sense. But can that be done with services rather than just products? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you do okay. that with a service rather than a product? But you know what just came in my head? Who does this What's very that? well? The Jordan brand. Ooh. The Jordan 11s will always come out in December. Mm. This is a guaranteed banger. Is a guarantee sellout. It is a guarantee lines out. 
fighting happening. Um, it happens every fourth quarter. They will wow. wait to the last uh, month to release the f- the one shoe that is always requested. And though mm. they've released 17 million other ones, that particular one is the most hyped uh, ones that come out every single year. It's guaranteed. Jordan, the Jordan brand does this particular formula very well. That just hit me. Cause yeah, that uh, makes sense. But uh, when we recorded this, the the new Jordan Elevens came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you try getting them? I have them already. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh man, that's had, good. Had the early. That's good. Shout out to sneaker app that actually worked for me on the early release. Um, but. Oh, so you I, got them this year, but on the early release. Yeah, 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 yeah. They dropped uh, uh, a few weeks ago on Sneaker App, and uh, I purchased it. And so I could sleep in uh, today mm. and not worry about the headache. Because uh, I saw that a gosh lot of people. dang red eye. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That gosh dang yeah, red no, eye. No, no, no. So, wait, how did. No, we're not going to talk about this now. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to the podcast. <laughs> I was about to be like, wait, tell me about this early release stuff. Wait, huh? Yeah. I know this. Anyway. You, so the reason I'll go a little into it. The reason why I know when there are some early releases, if anybody ever looks at my phone, right? Um, I have over a thousand notifications a day. Um, mm. And some of it is sneaker related uh, tweets. And so when anything really major happens, uh, with the Jordan brand, I am definitely notified, uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. Same way I got my, uh, PlayStation, uh, five, um, that some people still don't have. So mm. yeah, like, you know, notifications come in handy sometimes, sometimes. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. There you have it, y'all. There it is. Flood your notifications. You may get something. <laughs> But uh, let's get into, I really like this one. So we, of course, in this podcast have spoken about ownership um, time and time again, because we fully, uh, you know, really, really, really uh, encourage it and do it ourselves and uh, want to educate people on the importance of it. But this time... Uh, we have Tyler Perry, not the actual, like, he's here with us, but <laughs> like, we have hey, Tyler, Tyler Perry you're here. ready to go. You know I mean? <laughs> we have Tyler Perry here. No, we have a, a clip from an interview from uh, Killer Mike's, uh, I believe, podcast or show or whatever it is, um, of him talking about ownership. And it was definitely something I wanted to talk about for sure. So let's get into the clip. Starting a business or working for someone else, ownership will dictate everything, what what decision you make, how you make it. So my main focus was ownership. And I tell you, if ownership is the root of the tree, everything else with the, the, with the trunk and the branches and all the other stuff and the leaves that change and fall, it all came from that. So so what I'm experiencing is is living from the decisions of making sure that I owned every play, every movie, every everything, every, every television show, so that I could be in a position where I could help change an economy. So that was that was my purpose here. It's just ownership. Well, most they said business. 
So I got to addition to you real quick. It's, it's major, man. I think anytime the conversation of ownership always comes up, I think it's do you want it now or are you willing to wait? Right? Like I think that when you can't have ownership without putting in a little bit of time mixed into it, right? Because I think that's the big thing where, you know, for, for those who are familiar with Tyler's story a little bit is he talks about those like grueling days in the beginning. And again, I'm not promoting the struggle because I think to some extent we've, we've made things, we've glorified the difficult and the challenge and the grind that while some of it is true, maybe even a lot of that is true, I think it's it's misled people because some people jump ship too early if it's not difficult. They're like, oh, no, it can't be that easy. I'm out. So you abort the ship on something that would have been successful for you had you just stayed away. So I don't want to necessarily promote or glorify the struggle, but I do want to say that when it comes to ownership, especially at that level, it is going to take time because it, it, it's 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 making it one of your like, like mission statements or your value statements. Like it's got to be something that you believe in so much so that as you go into every new deal and every new opportunity and someone who's like even stretching their hand back and willing to pull you up because they might be the bigger platform at the time or the bigger business at the time, it takes a lot of discipline to say, nope, I'm still going to negotiate the deal in a way that even if I have to take a little less, it might take me a little longer. It may not work out to my favor because I want to maintain ownership. So I love that he puts it that way because, you know, he, he, he's showing you the stretch of his history. But I think what we're not seeing is the discipline that goes into it, right? To, to continue to say no, even when it's like, man, that's so tempting. Yo, to work with so-and-so, oh man, I would love to. All right, you know what? Even Because think about it, like, you're going to have to say no to your idols. Mm. That, that, oh, let me wait, just put it that all, way. you're not going to speed past that. Like, you didn't just say what you just said. I'm, let me just put it that way, because I don't know that there's any other way to put it. Like, I'm, I guess I was trying to, like, Ooh. beat around the bush. I was trying to beat around the bush. My bad, y'all. Here it is. You, you can't have ownership if you're not going to say no to your idols. Isaiah, yeah. clip that up. Clip. Yeah, that's that's gonna pass. That's gonna pass by somebody. That's so gonna pass by somebody. Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's gonna take a few, but but it's true because that means that you're in a position to grow something successfully. That it gets the attention of maybe some people that you look up to. Yep. And they're gonna come in and say, "Hey, let's let's make this happen. Let me let's partner, or let me let me actually buy that from you." And you got to have the discipline to say no to your idols because ownership is such a high value to you. All right. So you can't have ownership if you're not willing to say no to your idols. That's tough. That's tough. That's easier said than done for real. Yeah. I can end it right there, but I'm not. But I can end it right. God, that was yeah. really good. How am I supposed to go back? Oh, all right. That's crazy. I, it just came to me. I was like, yeah, what am I trying to say? Oh, that's what you're trying to say. Just oh say that. Oh, God. That was so good. Yeah. So so I'm going to put, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trump that. Okay. I'm not going to, no pun intended, but um, I'm not going to go over that one. I'm, I'm going to give it a different perspective of ownership provides opportunities. And I, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. So, uh, man. 
Okay, so I can get a I'm gonna get transparent because me, right? Um, a little bit. Ugh, this is gonna be hard. Okay, so <laughs> tell them. <laughs> this will be hard. So, um, without saying all the names, right? Without saying all the names, um, you know, I no, I'll say one of the names. Here, here we go. So Isaiah was helping me, uh, and I love you, Isaiah. So. Uh, this is this is going to be a great lesson. Uh, Isaiah was helping me in a particular project for I think over a year, right? Um, and it was more like he wanted to prove that he can do it, right? And it was proven. It was cool. And in the situation, in the project that I was in, I did not have control because I didn't own it of being able to compensate him in his just way or at all at a point, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where he was like, yo, I got to be gone. Like, I can't, right? And it killed me because I'm like, if it was up to me, I can do this, right? And... Uh, finally with a, like a lot of like, yo, we got to do this. We got to do this, 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 we got to make this right. Um, it worked out, but then now it's on a whole new level of if he does anything for me, it comes with, with pay because I've gotten to the point where there's a part of ownership that I have that. If I'm requesting it, it's coming from the my company, not necessarily anybody else's. Anybody mm-hmm. who necessarily needs anything from Isaiah has to come through here and I pay, right? And so when Tyler Perry said pretty much, you know, it, it's bigger than just saying, yo, I own this, I own this and things like that. You're providing opportunity for other people instead of, you know, the same kind of situation where you want to make things right and you want to make things just and you can't because it's not yours. You know, you don't have a lot, like you may have a lot of say based off maybe the direction, but there's still some limitation that you're going to have because it's not your company. You can have a high position on a nine to five. It's still not your company. You may have a, a seat at the table with a collaboration. It's still not your your situation, you know? And how he said it in the clip was like, yo, I own, you know, the plays. I own this. I own the land. I own everything. So when I'm able to want something, I have full control of who's part of it and who gains access to it and who gets compensated and who doesn't. That's a different feeling, you know, to make things right and be fair in in an environment where majority don't get paid fair in a, in, mm-hmm. in in an environment where you normally have to um get paid less than your worth and if you want that to change for yourself you have to own something and provide that for others and it's like I think that's why this particular one hit a little bit for me because we look at 
ownership as just that, you know, okay, I can make way more money than the 10%. You know, I got, mm-hmm. I have a hundred percent here. I have 10% here. Right. Um, I always have to break half of it over here or, you know, um, for my kids or for legacy reasons, you know, ownership could get passed on. And I'm like, ownership provides opportunities. Ownership gives, um, whether it's exposure, whether it is finances, whether it is uh, mental, spiritual kind of vibes, like ownership provides opportunities that you couldn't do for anybody else by working with somebody else or for somebody Mm -hmm. else. And so if you haven't considered ownership in some way, shape or form for whatever reason in 2022, I highly suggest it not Mm -hmm. for just yourself, but for the opportunities that you could provide others. And so the cycle doesn't continue to go on that you are literally the change based off what you own. So, I mean. Wow. Wow. I see you. I see you. I see you. I love it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I love it. But, uh, Moose, fire fire episode. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Another one in the books. Thank you. Listen, uh, definitely go check out our YouTube live show. We do a live show every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 5, 5, 5? 5 o'clock. 5 West Coast time. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, Of Mm -hmm. course, follow us on uh, everywhere. Follow us everywhere um, at Nikki and Moose. We're almost at 3,000 on YouTube. We're almost at 4,000 on Instagram. I believe we're... Uh, about 2.5 on Facebook and things like that. So we appreciate you and all that great stuff, but continue to share, continue to love the podcast. Uh, The numbers are amazing. We're on the charts all because of you guys. And we are so, so, so grateful for that. But Moose, Mm. final words. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big quote person, man. And uh, every time I'm like, you know, from time to time scrolling and I come across something, I screenshot it. I'm like, oh, this could be for the podcast or this could be for that. So I came across one last week that I think is fitting, especially given the title of this episode. And this one, and again, with every single one of these final words, use this as a reminder for your week. I hope that for those of you who are the true superstars uh, who are super loyal and, and take it all the way into the minute 59 or whatever it is that we're at when we close the podcast that you're like, yo, I'm going to take this word and I'm going to use that as a reminder. Every day, I'm going to make that a goal of mine to just apply whatever the final word was. So this one says, do it for love. Oh, excuse me. Dang it. I hate when I mess them up, but whatever. <laughs> and keep it going. All right, just reboot, reboot, right? So this one says, do it from love not for love, right? Do it from love, but not for love. When you do it for love, that's your ego talking. When you do it from love, that's how you solve problems. So that's it. Do it from love, not for love.